My name, my name's Ian Austin, and I'm fastest podcaster alive. It's season three, so it's time for a change. And when I was a child, I wanted to make podcasts, despite the fact that the podcast didn't exist when I was a child. That's fine. I'm going to make podcasts. I make podcasts. Because an accident made me a podcaster, why well, I chose to make podcasts, but that's fine. To the outside weird, I'm just a guy. Because no one listens to this podcast. But secretly, I make podcasts. And one day, I'll make podcasts and a lot of people listen to. But I'm too like they, this is season three of Friday Night Fright. Hello, welcome back to episode 69, season 3, episode 2 of Friday Night Fright, or shall I say Friday Night Flash, yes, we are continuing, or I'm continuing, I still can't work out the difference between plural and singular, I am continuing the journey through the Flash TV show, last week I watched I did recaps and watched episodes 1 to 4, this week I'm doing recaps and watching episodes 5 to 8? five to eight i guess so just coming up to almost the mid-season finale of season one although technically mid-season finale it'd be episode 11 but in america they do it strangely they do winter finale which is episode nine so i'll be stopping for episode nine or maybe i won't maybe i'll be doing episode nine i'm not sure but last week was good i enjoyed it you know i i, I think the flash started quite strong and since you see where it goes from here i mean last week we had if previously on flash if you will we had lincoln burrows and michael schofield team up um at the end of the episode michael of course is now known as leonard snart aka captain cold and lincoln burrows is now known as someone named mick michael's got a cold gun mick's got a hot gun and team flash was upset because cisco had made a cold gun at some intermediate intermediate immediate in some point you know he'd make that someone said it's when the incident happened at star labs someone else said it was like a few weeks ago so i'm not sure who believed but harrison was furious harrison who may or may not be from future and barry and caitlin some chemistry and there's this woman named felicity who showed up and it was like who's felicity you know i thought she might be a regular on show but apparently like oliver and the mysterious john she's gonna be someone entirely off screen so no who knows when she'll be back but at any rate this was quite a good introduction to flash and we're going to be picking up episode five onwards this week hopefully villains will be as good as michael schofield was last in episode four because the other ones weren't very good like storm storm was rubbish you know and also, not how I remember Storm being. I remember being an African-American woman in movies. And also, Marvel comic characters. How DC get rights to Storm, you know? But Or whatever boys he's known. And where he's better than that. Vapor, vape man and, and multiplex, multiplicity, you know? Very bad attempt to shoehorn Michael Keaton's multiplicity into continuity. But there you go. So anyway, episode 5 onwards this week. Hope you enjoy it, and I'll be back to start with the episode 5 recap after a brief word from our sponsor. So, The Flash 1.05, or Plastique if you will, this episode deals with um, a human bomb, but not sort of human bomb thinking. You're thinking suicide bomb, but Flash wouldn't do that. The Flash TV show would not do something like that. This is just a woman who, if she touches things, she turns them into a bomb. Yeah, so our episode starts with a um, breaking at some place or some kind. I don't know what it is. It's not Star Labs for once, but it involves a woman breaking in somewhere, and she's caught by a security man. Not superheroes, just man happens to be part of the security team. 
He points at Gun Hurt and goes, freeze, because he's going for the Emmy this week. The woman turns to him, looks at him and goes, I'm sorry, don't touch this. And then throws a bag at him, runs off. The bag flashes purple, man, security man looks at him and goes, oh my god. And it explodes. And oh, there's chaos everywhere. And then we cut to Flash, saving people, or trying to save people from building, because a window cleaner's almost fallen to his death. And Flash is sort of like, oh, guys, 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 guys. Uh, I, 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 I can't rung up B then, can I? And they're like, I don't know, can you? And he's so like, I don't know. But Cisco's like, Caitlin, let's do the maths. And they do maths. And they find out that he can if he runs really, 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 really fast. So he runs up building, grabs the guy, and then Caitlin says, Barry, you need to be careful and weigh down, because if you don't manage your velocity, you would go splat. And Barry's like, ah! But he doesn't go splat. He brings the guy down, F1 cheers. But Iris is there, and Iris looks at this flash and goes, the streak, and Flash is like, Rah! He shakes his head so she can't see his face, but then he smiles, and she can see that, and she's like, oh, bow, and he's like, what? <laughs> so that's the episode start. Iris has seen Street. She knows he exists. She knows for a fact, and she's going to write about him. In her blog, and Joe says to Barry, 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 don't you do it. Don't you do it. And Barry's like, don't do what? He's like, don't you... Joe's like, don't you encourage my daughter to have dreams. And then we're at... Oh, actually, at that point, earlier in the episode, we're at a, a group hang. Group hang. Group hang. Everybody love a group hang. It's like the start of the episode. Sorry, I'm going long and near like Dr. Manhattan. So at the start of the episode, Barry, Cisco, Eddie, Iris and Caitlin are out. And Barry can't get drunk because he's physically incapable of it. And... Caitlin's like, ooh, test, science test. And they, she tells him they'll figure out where you can get drunk. And she also calls Eddie hot from a geneticist's point of view. You know? So then we cut to, like, the, the core of the episode, which is this woman, Betty Suzanne's, who blows shit up by touching it. And we find this out because Barry corners her and he's like, you, you know, you, you bad superhuman. She's like, stay away from me. And he realises she's an ex-soldier because Cisco says so. And he goes to touch her, but she touches his emblem and she goes, you better take the clo- your clothes off. And he's like, wait, what? Sexy time? She's like, no, you're literally about to explode. Tell him off. Because so Barry runs with his uniform, takes it off, and then runs around the corner. And there's a big, big explosion. And Barry's like, oh my God. And everyone's like, Barry, you dead? Barry, Barry, because his suit's exploding. So Barry runs back to Star Labs and sort of like, oh my god, Cisco, you won't believe it. Woman blew up. She blew up my suit. Cisco's like, she blew up the suit? Barry's like, blew up the suit. Cisco's like, my suit? And at this point, I'm like, Cisco, you literally last week literally made or have made a weapon that can murder Barry. You know? You've made a mur- weapon that can murder Barry and you're giving him crap for someone blowing up his suit? What's wrong, Cisco? Why aren't you making a suit cold resistant or heat resistant considering you also made a heat gun? You utter, utter moron. Anyway, they, after this ridiculous banter, because we're continuing the people getting angry at each other, despite the fact that they barely know each other, despite the fact that Barry and the opening talks about group hands, group hands, everybody loves a group hand. Harrison's sort of like, oh no, this is drop. Pr- problematic because she was working for general wade eiling everyone's like everyone watching shows like who's wade eiling and it turns out it's clancy brown and he's come to visit and he's like harrison 
And Harrison's like, General? And it turns out they have a bat story because five years ago they worked together or were working together on the Grodd scenario. Wait, that's from the end of the episode. Sorry, I'm jumping too far ahead. It turns out Harrison and General Wade Island know each other, and Harrison's like, he's not very smart, but he is observant. So Wade's like, you know, because he put a tracker in Betty at some point, and he's like, ah, when they bring Betty to Star Labs, General Wade Island's like, I've tracked her here. And ah, she might be a metahuman like you people, but she's my property. Ah, and General... And Barry's like, we need to get her out of here. And this is before General Wade Island's coming. So Harrison distracts him, and we get a tense scene where Harrison's sort of like, I don't like you, General. And General's like, I don't like you, Harry. And Harry's like, Rrr! and General's like, Rrr! but then it's fun because we cut away to Betty blowing stuff up that Cisco throws while Cisco's trying not to be a pervert to her. And they find out that Betty's linked on a genetic level with the shrapnel that she got because an IED exploded in Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere. It's kind of vague. So she cannot be turned back in human because Harry puts it, technology doesn't exist to unmake her yet. Unsplice her DNA. No one asks Harry, how do you know that technology's ever going to be invented? Because if they did, he'd be like, oh, never tell. So Barry is talking to Betty and saying that, Look, something bad happened to me and I weaponized it. Now I'm symbol of hope. And Betty doesn't bring up, dude, you run fast. I'm literally a human bomb. What use can I be? And Barry also doesn't bring up that and mention you're a human bomb. You can be of real use because like, I could I could, like, drive cars at people and then jump out and you blow them up. I mean, Betty could be of real use to Team Flash, I'm just saying. No, she could blow up, find, she could protect Star Labs for one thing. F1, the army managed breaking with ease. So, then we've um, got the uh, requisite scenes of Betty and Harrison signing team ups. Harrison's sort of like, says to Team Flash, We don't want General Wade Island being envy. And then says to Betty, You need to murder the general. And Betty's like, I do, boss, I do. And I'm like, Wait, what? Harrison's going really evil really quickly. So then Betty goes to try and murder Wade and go, and Barry finds out and tries to stop it. But she manages to take out the army or distract them. I was kind of blurring out this point. But then she's shot, and she's about to explode. So Barry's like, I must take her to safety. So he runs into water, and Cisco screaming at Barry, Barry, dimensions, you need to run fast and then... 352 miles an hour which is your slow speed to evade, evade the explosion despite the fact that your slow speed is actually 200 and something miles an hour your slow speed is 352 miles an hour but you need to go faster than that so Barry manages to outrun the explosion as um, Betty dies and it's kind of a sad scene and oh wait earlier we find out that Barry visits Iris and he's it's a flash and he's sort of like you need to stop reporting the story because Joe told me to say that and Iris is like no no I don't and Barry's like okay so then he runs back to Joe and Joe's like says to Barry Barry how she not recognize your voice and Barry's sort of like oh I'll show you and he it's upgrades his vocals or something so it's like and Joe starts laughing and it's a really great scene for um Joe and Barry because they are the like two best actors on this program, they get a lot of work with, which they got. I mean, Tom Cavanaugh is really good as Harrison Wears, but we get this really good band of Joe and Barry. And just the fact that Joe laughs at it and says it's cool, which is nice because 
you don't want to play drama too much and have it be too misborn and monsabilic and stoic. Anyway, Betty's dead, so that's monsabilic and stoic. And it turns out that Harrison is um, not who he says he is. Sorry, taking tablet. Because the episode ends with a stinger where we find out that Harrison um, and Wade Island's falling, General Island's falling out was because of a gorilla named Grodd and it's something to do with mind control and it's sort of like, oh man, Harrison says, I have a better future in mind for you, Grodd and I'm like, oh my, wait, why does he have a gorilla? What is he? Is he trying to teach it to be psychic? What's going on here? Where did Gorilla go? Because he escaped caging the first episode, so it's nice to be pay off to that. And that's where the episode ends. Um, so what do I think of this one? It was okay. I mean, I, I liked the idea of like, oh, you know, Oliver, I don't have money to bring Oliver back. Felicity's not come back in time soon. John's not come back in time soon. So they do something a bit different, and they introduce a new ally for um Barry, a bit darker, a bit more tragic backstory, although Barry's backstory is quite tragic. And, you know, it could be a cool dynamic. Barry and Betty. Flash and Plastique, as she's called. But then she dies, so that's okay. They don't really need to resolve that plot for any time soon. Uh, what do I think of the episode in general? It was okay. I mean, nothing was going to top last week. That wasn't, like, the um, last episode even going road. That's a brilliant episode of TV. Really good, really fun. And not followed up on at all this episode, despite the fact that uh, Michael... Sa- Entice Lincoln, join him by giving him heat gun and thinking, oh, they'll commit some crimes and oh, no, no follow up this week, no one gives shit. And Cisco is actually shouting at Barry for stuff Barry's done, which should be like the other way round. No, but he was okay. I, I liked seeing Harrison do more incredibly evil things. They're not really going for ambiguity of him anymore. He is straight up evil at this point. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd go for three out of five. I mean, I. Betty was as and General Wade Island like her's the antagonist, Tim is the the villain, if you will. That was quite cool. Heroic antagonist and villain even. That's quite cool. And Clancy Brown's a really good actor, so he gave her a lot of prestige and all for that jazz. But generally it was a bit of a letdown from the last episode. A bit of a slowdown too, but it does introduce some interesting new dynamics. Namely where's Grog gone? What's Harrison's plan for him? When's Wade Island going to show up again? And who else was affected by the blast? Because clearly there's a lot of experimentation going on. And also, is Plastic actually dead? Because her body could survive explosions. I know she's shot, but she, I'm sure she can reformat at some point. So, mm. Yeah, not bad. And um, hopefully next episode picks up pace a bit. I don't know what it is about yet. But I have high hopes, and hopefully you have high hopes too, because I'll be covering our episode in just a second. So, <clears throat> episode six is recapped by man losing his voice. Uh, this episode's called The Flash is Born, and it's a, it's a weird one, because, like, on some ways it's a, a kind of an origin story for Barry, despite the fact that the entire fucking show is an origin story for Barry. In other ways, it's a, a way to introduce more X-Men to the universe, because we meet Barry's childhood bully, a man named Tony Woodward, 
Woodward, the Woodward, a man who looks and acts exactly, well, looks exactly like Colossus from X-Men. But they call him Gerda, apparently, because he's, he's Gerdy, he's got girth, I guess, you know. And we get the episode main gist, or at least the start of the episode seems to be Barry, um... Uh, trying to stop uh, carjacking, but it turns out that Eddie's firing bullets and this guy Tony's shrugging them off because they bounce off him because he's made metal. He's like, ah! So he stops this and then Barry's like, you know what? I'm going to stop this. So he drives in front of the car so it stops and then Gerda gets out. He's like, what you do for my car, bro? And then Barry's like, I'm going to punch you. But he punches him and he breaks his hand. He's like, oh my God. And Gerda's like, Mwahaha. so he smashes Barry into another car. And then Barry runs away and Gerda's like, okay, I'm just going to walk off now. And that's it. That's the opening episode. And then from there it jumps to Barry going, Barry saying, "Oh, I got I got my ass beat by man man who's who's girthy." And they're like, "Girthy? That can't be his nickname." Let's call Skisco's like, "Let's call him Gerda." No. So from there, Barry's like, "You know, I I really got beat up. I I don't know what to do about it." But Bully says something. The villain says something to me. Something about like you know you you take a beating, and it reminded me of someone I used to know. Here's a flashback of Barry as a kid getting pushed into the locker by by Bully Tony. So what's up, Iris? That's pretty much the extent of Tony's characterization. Beats up Barry and goes, sup, Iris. That's it. That's that's like, he, he's the exact same character as kid and an adult. It's, except as an adult, he has actual superpowers. Instead of like, you know, implied super strength, super child strength, you know. He's got braces, but he's got super strength. Actually, don't just cut me. The braces that kid, that kid version probably has, that's probably a reference to Gerda. So he always had a bit of metal in him. He was a bully, but he loved braces. His parents wanted him to have perfect teeth. You know, perfect teeth. So then the subplot... No, the gist of the episode, or main thrust of the episode, is Iris wants to be a journalist. So she has a blog. And, you know, she's putting on Flash. And she's putting herself in incredible danger because she keeps leaving messages for the Flash on blog. Like time Tony comes into the restaurant and after she gets over being all smitten with how hot he looks, you know, how muscular and bad boy he looks, she's like, no, it's bad, you know, you're a bad man, Tony's like, sup Iris, sup Irie, sup I, sup Ira, you know, he's really getting gripped for her, and after she tries to call him cops, he's like, no, 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 and smashes her phone and throws it in the tip jar, he's like, you won't be doing that Iris, and your friend who thinks Barry's cute, she better watch it, you know, because I'm Gerda, I'm Tony, I'm the Gerda, no, I'm not Colossus, but I might as well be. So, yeah, we get that stuff, which is all noise. And we also get a subplot of Tone, of um, Eddie and Joe, uh, no, Joe and Dr. Investigating Dr. Wales. Harrison. So that's a tense subplot. Harrison's like, I know what you're doing, Joe. You're wondering, maybe, maybe man who keep Barry's mother wasn't Henry after all. Maybe. Here's a speech to turn. Harrison's like, but... Doesn't make any sense. Only particle accelerator explosion could create a speedster, which makes Joe wonder, or maybe there's another one. Harrison's like, no, no, there wasn't. And Joe's like, whoa, it's suspicious, you know, that his stuff only started after you moved to town. And Harrison's saying, like, oh no, I hope he doesn't know about many crimes I've committed in recent weeks, like, like murdering Simon Stagg or, you know, telling Plastique to explode and blow up an army base. 
all those experimentations on monkey or that time i i did the bad thing in the pilot episode ian's completely forgotten so yeah, Harrison's not happy about being a cute jacuzzi, jacuzzi of Kim Barry's mother, and he's like, nah, nah, nah. he's like, I'm out, and he wheels away. And then cut back to the team trying to figure out with Barry, he's finally re- learned that Tony is his child to bully and Gerda. So Barry's like, how do you stop a man made of steel? And Harrison's like, a man of steel? Who knew about merchanting opportunities? And then he winks at the camera, because he might, may or may not be from the future. And Cisco deduces that the only way to stop, stop this man, stop this bully, stop the bully, is for Barry to hit him so hard, which requires Barry at the exact right angle, which requires Barry to top his previously greatest speed of about 400 miles an hour who go twice that fast and hit Tony at exactly 838 miles an hour with a supersonic punch and Caitlin's like that doesn't even science and Cisco's like my science is better than your science because I'm a cold gun and Caitlin's like but science you know if Barry doesn't aim it pr- aim properly he'll die and Cisco's like yeah but if he doesn't aim ineptly if he aims properly he won't die and they're like oh and then we realize this episode is really all about bullying and the effects it can have on kids and teaching us a valuable lesson if you want to beat up your bully you have to get super speed and hit that hit that arsehole 838 miles an hour 838 no no more 250 no more slow speed of 325 838 miles an hour supersonic punch knock that Peace, uh, bing, bro, into next week, if you know what I'm saying, which probably don't because my voice is going, because I don't really have much left. I have cold. I always have cold. I especially have cold right now. This episode doesn't really give us anything. It's an Irish episode. Irish. Irish. It's an Irish episode about journalism. What do you expect? There's only so much you can get enthusiastic about it. So, what's Barry do? Well, he hits Tony at 838 miles an hour. After Tony and Iris display more weird kind of creepy sexual tension between them maybe it's just me maybe by watching this wrong maybe my cold through messed into my head there's some weird tension between them no and barry seems like jealous ex but he's not jealous ex that's eddie who eddie is rubbish in zeppelin he doesn't do anything he's like a shock but actually no eddie does one thing he shoots this guy six times in the head and he's only lucky that bullets bounce off because he's like i shot him eddie you went for headshots on man driving car at you if you shot him the car wouldn't stop it would continue going so i'm not impressed with eddie this week you know there's still no mention for my boys michael schofield and lincoln burrows you know it's ridiculous it's like what are they doing and it ties into enough problem for the show that I'm starting to pick up more and more. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, Tony, he was involved in an accident 10 months ago. And uh, he, conveniently, he did nothing for 10 months and now he's doing stuff. It's like, where all of these people met humans in a coma at the same time. It's, it's just weird. It doesn't really make any sense. At all. No sense. But I'm rambling because there's not much in this episode to really talk about. It's... It's okay, it, 
Barry using the super, super song punch is quite cool. But the, the episode seems to just be leading to that one scene of Barry using the super sonic punch, which admittedly is very cool, but then it's undermined by one of the stupidest things a character could have done, which is to reveal his identity to his childhood bully. And yes, Barry can rationalise it with, it's fine, Tony's in our secret underground pipeline prison, which is a weird thing to say in general, but particularly weird considering Barry's meant to be a nice guy. And also, he's, he wants to break his dad out of prison, but he's putting all of these people in prison for a trial. It's, it's weird, you know? At least your father had a trial, Barry. So, yeah, he reveals his identity to Tony, and Tony's all, mate, I'm going to shiv you. I'm going to shiv you when I get out, which I can't imagine. Well, given how they haven't even got back to Mike Schofield and Lincoln Burroughs yet, it could be seasons before Tony gets out of prison, if ever. So then the episode ends with Iris and Barry reuniting and joining forces and all that, and Iris getting up to a thousand followers on her blog. And I'm like, I'm sure Iris must have some photos up on that blog somewhere, because I ain't got a thousand followers, you know? But I don't have pictures of me up on my thing, so maybe I have pictures up there like Iris Clee does. Maybe I'll get more followers. Because you know? I'm covering Flash now, and I sure shit ain't getting to a thousand followers and particularly quickly. But with classic content like this and Scratchy Throat, who can blame people for not listening to this podcast? And our episode actually ends with Harrison, well, Harrison and Joe reunite too, and both admit that they're too harsh on the other. Joe says, I don't think you had anything to do with Barry's mother's disappearance anymore. And Harrison's like, thank you, Joe, that means a lot. And then the episode actually ends proper, with Joe at home crossing out Wade's name from his list of suspects. But then, yellow red energy crashes, and he starts seeing a weird man in a yellow costume, going, rah, rah, rah. And Joe starts freaking out, and the guy who plays Joe is getting best actor on the series, and got some really good scenes, Tom Cavanaugh's episode, who plays Harrison. And then suddenly... Joe freaks out because a knife has been stuck through a picture to the wall, a picture of Iris. And Tex Bubbitt says, stop while she dies. And so, oh no, it can't, that, who could have done that? My, my money on Eddie, my money is on Eddie because he seems a little weird at the moment, a little off if you know what my French parlance is going about. But what do I think of the episode in general? Ah. Uh, Three out of five, I don't really care about Barry's childhood trauma. I mean, I do care about Barry's childhood trauma to the extent that Barry's childhood trauma drives the love of the series, but we don't need more of it. It's like, oh no, he was bullied as a kid. Oh, wow, wow. It's like, everyone's bullied as a kid, you little punk. Even Eddie, little, little B-Box Eddie is bullied as a kid, you know? And now he's He's buff, he's a cop, he's with Iris, and he's not even slightly, slightly evil in an inconceivable way. So it's just, fundamentally, the episode just feels like it's big, bad, nothing. But I suppose that's what you get when you have 23 episode seasons, or whatever this episode season is. I mean, they couldn't have got Oliver and Felicity back, because they don't have budget for that, so they had to cast Tony Dubro, you know. Who had weird creepy chemistry of Iris, which actually would probably be interesting to explore, but you know, she's already Veddy, so I can get why he didn't do that. I'm not, not terribly impressed. I mean, I like the ending, I like a bit tease with um, whoever this other speedster is, that's quite cool. But yeah, in general, not particularly enthusiastic about this one, but I'm sure in the next episode it'll be a bit better, so there you go. But 
But last haven't been great. But I suppose he got balanced out nicely. So three out of five. And um, yeah, hopefully the next one's a bit better. And hopefully some more revelations come soon as two man costumes. Because I really want to know that. Episode 7, In the Can, the man with the voice, the husky voice, the voice of the voiceless, and voice of people who shouldn't be voiceless. <coughs> Sorry, my voice is shit today, but god damn it, I'm recording this, we gotta keep going, we gotta keep going, people. Power outage, the last episode of Flash, um, what can I say about this episode, it hasn't been said about the... the um, conflict between America and Afghanistan. Um this episode was definitely an episode. It's um definitely stuff happened. So it starts it starts where it means to go on. We're previously on Flash. And we remember last last week in episode the Flash episodes, in terms of this podcast, it's like two minutes ago, where Barry thought it's child to bully Tony. Tony, Tony, the non tiger, Tony, word, word, rah, rah, rah. He fought him and he beat him and he taught us a valuable lesson, which is you beat up your bullies with a supersonic punch. <coughs> and he did. He did. He beat his bully up with a supersonic punch. And that's how the episode ended. And we all cheered. We went, yay! Bullies beat them up, supersonic punch them in the face. And this week's episode starts with a flashback. A flashback that we've never seen before. A, a moment from the past of a man named Farouk and his two friends who I can't remember their names, but that's fine. And they're out doing kids' teenage stuff. They're out rebelling against society and things and stuff and fans and, you know, stuff and things and fans and stuff. And they're. Farouk is fucking pissing about on a on a electrical grid of some kind, and he's he's hit. He park up there, right? Goes off because they're watching it. Cause they're kids, they want to see it, and he's hit by lightning and park up there, to explosion with dark matter at the same time, and he falls, and they're like, no. And then cuts to ten months later, present day, and Barry's running round, and he's running, running. <laughs> and finds someone's been chartered crisp and he's talking about the future and Dr. Waves is like, ha ha, my, my ambiguous plan is still happening, ha ha ha. With Barry and his team, they're like, oh, they find someone who's been viciously uh, destroyed by electricity. And, and could it be Farouk? Could it be our boy Farouk? It it, it could, but we, we don't know yet. We, we don't find that out for a few more minutes officially, but... Damn it, we we were there. We we saw what happened, or Barry did even, because like these investigating crimes and shit, and and he finds out. Oh, this park accelerator did bad things to people. So then he's like, oh, we we have to investigate. And Doctor Wiz is like, you have to be careful, Barry. Your future is my future. And Barry doesn't press him on that. He, he never pressed his Harrison on these ambiguous things he says. He just won't do it. So then we get the classic scene of like our our, our our protagonist Barry. He's he's like I have to stop electricity man. So he's like oh I he he tracks him to a power station. He's like electricity man, you you bad. You know I I beat I beat vapor boy. I beat multi. I beat multiplicity. I beat I beat my bully last week who I revealed my name to for some stupid reason. I'm going to beat you. And Electricity Man's like, wah I'm going to beat your ass, Barry. And even if he doesn't know who Barry is at this point. 
So they gang up. Uh, a tussle and electricity man's like, oh, I take your power. And Barry's like, No, please. And he's sort of like, I take it. I drink your power up. And Barry's like, No. And then electricity man's like, Oh, no, I, my hair, I took too much. He has a bad electricity trip. So, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm just going to walk away. And Barry's like, I, I got to run, but he can't run. He's like, I, I got no speed. And then it cuts to later, he, he writes back at Star Labs and they're like, Barry, what happened? He's like, he, he took my speed. They're like, Barry, since you've been starting this, you've had one suit destroyed. Now you've lost your powers. You suck, Barry. Harrison's like, he, he's angry. He's like, ah, oh, well, no, no, no. And Joe doesn't seem to give shit. And at last week he was told, like, if you're in the last episode, if you don't stop investigating someone, not Harrison, because you stop investigating him. Some is your Iris will die. That's never brought up again. Never even hinted at in this episode. But what is hinted at is that Barry has lost his powers, and he's like, "Oh no!" And you're like, "How do you lose your powers?" And Harrison's like, "Doesn't make any sense." So then we um, see Harrison in his secret secret room, and he's sort of like, "Bring me the newspaper from future," but it's done by a postal strike. And he's like, "Search for Barry Allen," but it can't. He's like, "Ah, oh, come on, Gideon," who's this AI? And Gideon's like, oh, "You shove up your ass, Harrison." Won't you shove up your ass? And Harrison's like, damn it, the future's changed. And so, like, at this point, I was watching, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I, I, my voice sounds like I gargled Brits, so I'm just out of it. But Harrison's like, shit, he might not get his powers back. We gotta give him his powers back. But then, lightning lad shows up, and his electricity boy shows up, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I want Harrison, give me him now. Then we cut to um the police station where a man named William Topman's been resting and like this is a dangerous man. And I'm like, Who who is this guy? What's his power? And they're like they don't tell us his power, he's just got glasses on and they're like weird glasses and they call him to William Topman and it's like what what's going on? Like, we gotta deal with this man now and at this point I'm like, I have no idea what's going on or who this guy is or why I'm in care. But he looks like teabag of prison break. No. So I have to assume that when reality changed, like Michael and Lincoln know who each other are, Teabag actually thinks he's a guy named William Topman. But I think police should be more careful. You got Teabag walking around a uh, police station. Yeah, he's in handcuffs, but I mean, like, if somebody's grown a, a hand back, I don't know what to make of it, but it is, it's weird. So then, William Topman, because um, electricity boy takes the power from the sea, he somehow escapes his handcuffs, grabs a gun, starts shooting cops. And Iris and Joe are like, no, and Topman's like, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. He makes a lot of clock based and time based puns. It's, it's, it's definitely a thing. And then Joe is like, ah, Topman, no, I, uh, someone threw out my daughter last week, but I won't bring that up because, you know, it's not, not mid-season finale yet. And then um, we cut back to the um, electricity lab and electricity boy realising that he can use electricity to break into Star Labs, which I don't think he really needs to. People break into Star Labs easily without superpowers all the time. And then um, 
Harrison's like, we give Barris speed, we'll, we'll strap him to an electric chair, and Caitlin Zisco are like, that, that's, that's not going to happen. Harrison's like, okay, plan B, we're going to supercharge the um, treadmill, and I'll give him fast back. And they're like, okay. So Caitlin and Barry go off to Lars, Harrison and Cisco go to find some stuff. Then Barry's like, no, no, it's okay, I'll talk to Fruit, I'll solve it. And then Fruit's like, Barry's like, I'm the Flash, you know, I'm revealing my identity to another mass murderer, but it's okay. And then Electricity Lad's like, nah, you're, you're right, mate, and he smacks Barry across the room, and Barry's like, ow. So then he, him, Caitlin, runs in, treadmill, and Lightning Electricity Lad follows them, but they, like, use the, um, uh, Cisco turns power on, and Electricity Lad's like, what? No. And then Barry and Caitlin try to give him power back with treadmill the electricity, but it doesn't work. And they're like, Caitlin's like, for fuck's sake, Barry, you loser, you piece of junk, you bamfu wonder, wonfa, wampa boodoo, you, you rag knock, you, you rog knack, you ass, you piece of trash. And Barry's like, no. So then cut back to prison and TikTok man William TikTok man is like, you know, I'm I want a laptop, I want a clock, I want money. Then he's like, screw it. He's like, I'm gonna take Iris as hostage. Then Eddie shows up and he's like he gets a drop on uh top William TikTok man, but he forgets his skillful aiming from last episode where he would murder Tony if he hadn't shot him like in the frigging a steel man, you know, anyways, if he shot them in the head, they would have died. He shoots Topman in the arm, and Topman shoots him twice in the chest, which somehow hits Eddie's um, bulletproof vest and, you know, busts and leads to him bleeding a lot. So then Joe is like, damn it, Topman, you, you clock king. And I was like, at least the clock king? What? what? What have I missed? Like, is this a reference to delete a scene or something? He's like, you know, I've got to say goodbye to your sister, but let Iris say goodbye to Eddie. And Iris leans down, Eddie whispers in her ankle holster. So then Topman's like, no, I'm going up to the roof with Iris because she's special. And it's like, wait, what? Why? <coughs> Why is she special? So then frigging, um, we cut back to Star Labs and Barry and Co. run outside. No, no, they don't, because Harrison's let loose Tony. He's like, Tony, you need to murder... Farouk, and then um, you'll have your freedom. And then Tony fights Farouk, and Farouk beats the crap out of Tony, and Tony's like, gets a tearful goodbye of Barry, and at this point, I'm like, I'm really sending some mixed messages here. This is literally a guy who bullied Barry for his entire life, and now Barry's like, I didn't want him dying. It's like, okay, you didn't want him to die, but, like, why are you guys having a touching reunion? Like, he literally... He tried to murder you last week. It's, last episode's bizarre. And then Barry and Co. run outside, but Farouk finds them, and so like, I am Farouk. And Harrison's like, yeah, I'm Harrison. So he walks up to him and goes, you, you, you bad man. And Farouk's like, you don't even remember who died that night. And Harrison's like, Ralph Dibney, Bear the Costa. Grant Emerson, Albert Rothstein. I remember the names of everyone died that evening. I'm thinking, what's this? Is this like an Easter egg or something? Is this going to come back in play at some point? But no. Because Barry, after Farouk 
smashes the ground in front of Harrison for electricity. Barry's like, oh, I'll get my speed back. And he runs at Farouk and says, I'm going to stop you. Farouk's like, well, I'm going to shoot you for electricity. I'm going to suck power out of you. And Barry's like, you can suck all you want. And Farouk's like, yeah. And he starts sucking. And Barry's like, oh, my God. And Farouk's like, oh, my God. And Barry's like, no. And Farouk is like, rah. And then Farouk's like, oh, no, I've sucked too much. And he falls to the floor. And Barry's like, well, i still got some power left. So he didn't suck me hard enough. And Farouk dies, I guess. I don't know. No. He he sucked too much of flash, you know. He did too much flash sucking. He's he's dead, and but it's not murder. Cause Barry, despite letting it happen, he, he you know he it doesn't count as murder. <laughs> so then, um, uh, all the way at the police station because William Tick Topman Iris managed to shoot him off screen. After we go enough flashback of the gun, it's like show we get it. We understand clever ploy. Eddie's in hostel. He's high as a motherfucker. Um, Joey's like there and Iris walks out um, to and meets a flash and Flash is like you're worth it Iris you're worth being on time for and it's like I mean I I get what they're doing but it's weird like she's never actually seen Flash's face but she's all smearing it's like you know I've told you last week and this it's kind of weird and then Iris walks back into the room and everyone's like, Iris, you forgot your coffee. She's like, oh, I didn't walk off, go and get some more. And Joe knocks a um, vase off the counter. It falls to the floor, but Barry catches it. A looks at it, he's high, and he's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And Joe's like, Eddie, you're high. And Joe's, A's like, oh, yeah, ha-ha, but he knew what he saw. He knew what he saw. So then the episode ends with Harrison looking at the... um future map and realising that future is what it was before and Barry's still going to disappear in crisis in 2024 and it's like that's a long ass time to disappear in crisis like I don't know if I can make it 10 seasons I was going to say it so what do I say about episode I'd say my voice is completely shot I don't even know if you can actually hear this all but it was it's watchable it's watchable it's um the tone stuff was stupid, though. That's really dumb. Like, you know, maybe with a bit more breathing room, but literally you've done, like, a two-episode arc, which covers, like, five, six episodes worth of plot. And the only reason they did it is because they realised how stupid it was having Barry confess it's real ident- that he is the Flash to a guy who literally tries to murder him. And they get referred to, oh, no, the episode actually with Harrison, um taking for its power and being like how do you take flash's power it's like okay wonderful there you go i'd give episode probably 2.5 out of 5 it wasn't great it was, it was okay it wasn't particularly exciting but um from what i can see apparently next episode's called uh, flash versus oliver which should be crazy like you know finally oliver's back so that'll be good to look forward to <coughs> And hopefully on Thursday when I record that, my voice comes back and make this episode even more disjointed. But until then, no, I'm just going to try drinking some more Lemsip, so ha-ha. Oh man, I've just finished episode 8 of Flash Season 1, 1.08. If you're we caught the Flash versus Arrow. And it's the biggest episode today. Huge, sweeping, sweeping conflict and tension. 
and atmosphere and just genuinely crazy. So let's start beginning. The opening package is called has a briefly on Flash and Aaron. It's like, wait, what? Aaron is not a TV show; it's a character. This is named Oliver. So they show us a bunch of footage, and there's a few bits from like talking about Barry meeting people from last year. And it's like, wait, what? No, this is season one for the Flash. He didn't meet anyone last year because this is first season. Like, you know, what's going on? And then we start the episode, and Barry's running around, and he's like, you know, talking about. The feels, and so like, what? What am I watching? He's saying everyone gets case of feels, and and everyone talks about science and traction. But look at Iris smiling. That's not science. That's magic. And it's like Barry, have you gone batshit insane since last week when you did with um, uh, when since Tony died? Maybe that's broke Barry. Tony Bully. So anyway, we have the opening scenes. Uh, Barry sort of like, I have the feels, I like Iris, blah, 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 blah. And then we find a villain walks into a bank and we get a bunch of bat, uh, exposition characters going, oh, sweetheart, I'll be with you soon. Mummy loves you. Mummy's nice. Mummy's good. She's blonde and white. So, you know, American TV loves her. No, no, Not that much diversity in Flash, if being honest. Not not that much at the moment, but anyway, no. I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm just rambling. So this guy walks in banking, he's like, AF1, and he takes off sunglasses, goes, get angry, and they all get angry and start trying to murder each other. Like what happened in that movie that um, Matthew Vaughan wrote, uh, directed a few years ago. Oh, Stardust, that's it. Everyone tried to murder each other in Stardust. So then it cuts to... Barry saving day. All these people going, oh no, we didn't try mean murder each other. And white woman who's also a mummy is like, oh no, we almost shot this guy with a gun. Oh no. So Barry's like, we have to investigate what happened. And they start looking into it. And they're like, oh, he, 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 this villain might have mind whammy powers. And meanwhile, Eddie's trying to get his reverse tat, his um, flash task force off the ground. And Detective seems like, that's stupid, no. That's basically his logic. So then Barry and Joe managed to track the guy who whammies people because they've trapped this stolen cash. So they track him to a, um, a storage lockup and they're about to you know, sneak up on him when suddenly he whammies one of the cops there who turns around and tries shooting shotgun for buckshot at Joe. Barry saves the day by knocking him and Joe to the floor and then Oliver saves the day by... You know, shooting guy in chest with an arrow. And it's like, oh my god, Oliver's back. And it's like, yay, Oliver. It's the title, Flash versus Arrow. So Oliver's like, ha ha nice mask, Barry. Nice mask, Flash, you can say Barry. So he flies, so then he fires an arrow and it pulls him through the ceiling, like particularly agile cat. So then Joe's like, what the fuck is going on? And Barry's like, yeah, my friend. So then cuts to Star Labs. No, it doesn't. It cuts to um, Oliver riding a motorbike towards Felicity and a man, I can only assume, named Diggle. So Barry beats past the bike and winds up and Diggle's like, wait, what? And Barry's like, here, I got super speed. I gave Oliver a head start. And Oliver's like, you're not funny, Barry. And Diggle's like, I, I don't understand. Super speed? What's going on? And at the same time, I'm like, Diggle, what, don't you understand? This is a flash show. You know, show some goddamn respect. What, what, you guys got your own show? No, your guest stars here. Come on, guys. Like, Arrow's not on TV show. You just paid to show up and have surprising amounts of development off screen, considering all of the references doing this for eight years. It's like, wait, what? 
you're putting a lot of work into this character. Most shows don't put this much work into what, like, recurring characters. This is crazy. So then Barry's like, ha, huh, why are you here? Seriously. And they're like, we're following this guy um, who throws boomerangs and we found there's some traces of iron oxide in Central City. So we came here and it's like, that's pretty spurious logic and also you guys implying that you are the main heroes in a town and you've left in a city and you've left that city to go to another city who's defending whatever city you guys are from you're off screen magical city and then Oliver's like look we're not helping Barry we just came here to solve this case and then we're leaving Barry's like oh, oh, oh okay so then they go to Star Labs and team are like no, we need to find Rainbow Boy. And Disco's like, Prism, Prism, we need to find Prism. Everyone's like, a stupid name, Disco, stupid. So then, uh, Barry's like, they're all like, why don't we get Star Labs to tape out? And then Felicity's like, no, it's fine, look, all I need you to is trace the chemicals on this boomerang and find me the Australian Aboriginal man who threw it in the first place. So then Oliver decides that the right thing to do is teach Barry how to use his powers properly because he almost got murdered by Buttshot. And Oliver's like, you have to be prepared. You can't just assume Sue speaks going safe day. And Barry's like, yes, I can. And so Oliver's like, look, you run over there and I'm going to point burn arrow at you and I guarantee I will hit you with burn arrow. So Barry's like, no, that, that's not going to happen. So then Barry runs Oliver and Oliver fires an arrow. Barry naturally catches in his hand, but then two mini arrows pop up from ground and fire into Barry's back, back of Barry's calf. So he's like, oh! And Oliver's like, ha 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 ha, you stupid, you should have cased the environment. I, see, I did, I make subtext into text, Barry. I literally, I explicitly told you what I was going to do and you still did it. And then implicitly you got shot in legs. You are an idiot. And Barry's like, ow. And then, Barry's complaints for Listy and says, you didn't tell me Oliver's actually going to shoot me with a bang arrow. And Listy's like, I thought he was joking. It's very hard to work out whether Oliver's joking or not. And I'm like, it really is. Like, the dude's very serious. Very earnest actor. So then we get more stuff where, like, Cisco for some reason throws the boomerang and almost destroys Star Labs. Joe is like... Look, I don't want to work the arrow because I don't know if you know this, but he found the name for the person we're looking for by going to a storage warehouse and threatening to shoot someone with an arrow until he gave up the name. Barry's like, look, Oliver's off screen place, it works. You know, that's what he does. That's fine. And Joe's like, he's a goddamn lunatic. I'm a cop. I'm barely okay with you doing this because you don't murder people. He literally murders people. And Barry's like, wait, wait, he does? Since when? And Joe's like, it's been a dozen cases over three years. And at this point, I'm like, they're reaping so much work into this Arthur Queen character. He's more developed than any of the characters on this goddamn show. So Barry's getting fed up with one. And it's like, look, I'm going to find Bivlo. I'm leaving. And Oliver's like, we really should leave. Felicity's like, no, we, we have to stay. We have to earn our money. You know, and Oliver's like, what are you talking about? She's like, money. And oh, earlier, Iris was like, gone. I would drink Oliver's bath water if I could and Barry's like that's disgusting Iris and also Eddie and Iris are at loggerheads because of this flash task force thingy which Detective Singh was shutting down until he realised Arrow's in town and he's like it might be good to have this because we literally have a man in a hood dressed like Robin Hood who's going around murdering people we can't have that not in our city Stars. Central City is a nice place to live. I don't know why I mentioned Star City. There's no reason. It's nothing to do with this episode. 
So then Barry charges for Bivlo and almost beats him down, but then he's mind whammied and Bivlo somehow gets away. It's like, Flash, you literally have super speed. You can catch him, you can bring him back to Star Labs. And then Barry starts getting angry and angry. He gets angry with with Oliver for patronising him and says Oliver's jealous of him. You know, and he's showing his popularity and Oliver just sits there and takes it and goes, you're an arsehole, Barry. He gets angry with Caitlin and says he's not wrongy. You remember wrongy, the, the guy who died? He gets angry and says, I'm not wrongy, Caitlin. And she's like, no, you're not. And everyone's getting really passive-aggressive with Barry. Strange. Also, um, earlier on, Harrison and Joe were sick. Return Barry. They don't like the Arrow because, no, he, he murders people. And not hero Barry should be. Which, you know, okay, fair enough. I don't know why they think a dark hero and a light hero fighting is ever going to make any money or draw anything. No, but what, what can you say? Sometimes Hollywood is weird. So then Harry's been whammy. Barry's been worried, rather. Harry's not been whammied. And Barry's really going batshit insane. He's shouting F1. He shouts at Detective Singh that he should back off because he's doing his job properly. And seems like, who? You better watch your mouth, kid. Joe balls in waste. Barry's like, get my dad out of prison, Joe. You remember that story arc? What's happening that? Hey, do you also remember that time that that man, the man who runs fast, the other man? Who runs fast? He friend Iris. What about that storyline, Joe? Why don't you back off until you resolve your resolve unresolved storylines, Joe? And then Joe's like, "What the fuck?" So then Barry's losing at F one, and they realise that oh man, he's he's pretty snapping point. And for some reason, all of his stern town. So then Barry decides that he needs to take out his frustrations on Eddie. So he. Pulls Eddie out of a moving car while he's driving virus, having argument. And he threatens to murder Eddie, beats him up, shrugs off a, an attempted gunshot, and just beats the crap out of Eddie. Iris screaming, you need to not murder my boy, my cop boyfriend. <laughs> then Oliver shows up, and he manages to fire a um, lasso arrow around Barry, and tie him up, screams Eddie and Iris to run, but Barry literally super speed. But Oliver's... The arrow's thought process is, he hates me so much at the moment, he won't possibly go after you guys. And Iris and Eddie somehow get away, and Barry's like, I'm going to beat you up over. And Oliver's like, no, you're not. So they start to have a tussle, and then Barry shrugs off a bits and pieces, and actually pulls, runs with the lasso tied up thing around him, and drives over arrow across the street. To an alleyway, a convenient alleyway where we're going to have this fight, an abandoned alleyway in Central City, which up to this point has been portrayed one of the nicest places to live. In history of TV, suddenly it's a horrible, dense, dark place. It's almost like it's meant to reflect what an Arrow TV show would look like. But an Arrow TV show, that's ridiculous. And Barry and Oliver start fighting, and um, Oliver, Oliver actually does okay. You know, he uses some tricks. He uses um, horse tranquilizers, um, uh, electric panel. He's sort of turned down Barry, but not really, because Barry suddenly realises he has super speed again, and um, not only does every blow over throws at him, but hits him, what, 30 punches in the space of 20 seconds, which should flat-out kill Oliver. So I can just assume Barry's holding back, but at the same time, like... That man punches in short time. Oliver's portrayed as just a man. 
It may be reincarnation Robin Hood, I don't know. But he's just a man. He gets shit beat out of him. And likely broken ribs and concussion. But he seems to shrug it off. Much possible. And just says, Barry, I believe in you. So Barry goes for one last punch. But Oliver catches it. But then before we see that, we cut Star Labs where Diggle is saying, Oliver's going to win. He has more experience. And Thief Flash is like, but Barry's super speed. And you get frigging Felicity there. It's like, you guys need to shut the fuck up. Our friends are literally trying to murder each other. So anyway, Oliver's caught Barry's hand, turns him around, locks him in chokehold, and says, now, and Joe and um, Harrison, Harry rung up, and they use a bizarre truck, bunch of lights on truck, to illuminate Barry and turn his craziness off. And then Barry's cured. And then they find Bivler and they beat shit out of him and throw him in the pipeline. There you go, problem solved. Oliver quips that his island, his prison's better, you know, than Pipeline, because his prison's on an uninhabited island off South Pacific Sea. It's like, wait, what? They're really putting some working business character up, but he's going to disappear for another nine episodes or whatever. No, it's weird. Joe find, shakes all of his hand and goes, you, you're a good man. It's like, you said he's a lunatic because he's murdering people, but now he's a good man because he saved Barry. I guess that makes sense. Anyway, everyone goes, Oh, and Harrison revealed earlier he knows Oliver is um, Green Arrow, or Arrow. I don't know where Green Arrow came from. Oliver cuts speech saying, look, you know my secret identity, but if this gets out, my friends and family will be in danger, so you better. And then Felicity cuts him off and goes, what he's trying to say is he enjoyed working more for you. And Oliver's like, yes. And then we cut to Jitters, where we get the requisite scene where Oliver... Sorry. Oliver and Barry are um, having oh, coffee. It's this thing I was joking background. Obviously, like, you see that, mate? We ain't getting any of that. We don't get. We don't get the happy ending. Me and you, we're superheroes. We're, we're alone forever. And Barry's like forever. And Oliver's like forever. Barry, you don't want to see what I've seen. Three years, eight years, I've been doing this off screen. You don't want to see what I see. And Barry's like, oh, oh okay. And then Felicity's like, looks at Oliver adoringly and says, let's go. And he's like, okay, because he doesn't understand that she wants to be with him. He wants to be with her. And Barry wants to be with Iris and Iris wants to be with Eddie. Why Iris and Eddie make up? Because, you know, you know, he's a super cop. Even if he's delivering task force justice, he's just a super cop. So that's it. Oliver's going. Leaving with Team Arrow for more off-screen adventures. And then we get our post-credit scene of um, Caitlin looking at a picture of Rongi. And then we cut to an underbridge where two Jack and boys, it's like they're going to use a homeless man like an ATM machine. I don't think these guys know what ATM machines are, but that's their goal. And then it cuts to an image of Guy's face, and it's Rongi with long hair. They ask him if he's cold, and he's like, I ain't cold. And he flames up. It's like, oh, my God, he's alive. And he's, he's, he's like a torch. It's like a, a human torch, if you will. It's crazy. It's like, what's going to happen now? I can't wait to see the next episode. Maybe they'll bring it up. Oh, and it was a great bit earlier where they made fun of the fact that Cisco made the cold gun, which could potentially kill Barry. And thought, why don't we use this wing? I was fighting Barry. It's like, you want to give the murderer a cold gun? Cisco, you crazy, man. You crazy. But anyway, what do I think of the episode? I think 5 out of 5, best episode so far. Really intense. Oh, no, I forgot. The episode 
the main part of the episode actually ends with Oliver running to a woman from the past. He's like, oh, oh man, he's so, he's kind of bittersweet to see her. And she's like, I'm sorry your mum dying. I'm like, they're really building Oliver up. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I wish we parted on better ways. He's like, it's fine, it's fine. And obviously, oh, that's someone we used to know. As he leaves, the woman picks up her phone and says, Sweetheart, mummy's coming home soon. It's wait, wait, what? And then implying Oliver's got a kid? What is going on? When are we going to pick this plot thread up? Like, can they just make Oliver a series regular already? I mean, Jesus Christ, he's more interesting than frigging Cisco or Caitlin at this point. Like, Caitlin's whining about wronging. Oliver's got a team of superheroes. Been doing this for eight years. His mum's dead. He's training Barry up. He's Barry's friend. He says they can talk about anything. He's got a weird they weren't there Felicity. And he might have a kid with an off-screen woman. Like, it's crazy. I, I can't wait to see this. And this is why Flash is one of the best shows on TV. Look at how much they build up a one... A character who shows up a couple of times a year. It's incredible. If only they could build up Cisco and Caitlin this much. But what can you do? Five out of five. Really good. Gen- like... Boone Joe's site, really good episode of TV. And I think the fact that it came out, I know I'm breaking character a bit, that's fine. That came out in that year, era of Batman vs Superman Civil War. I ranked this as best of all of them. Really, 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 really good episode of TV. Really well written, tight, good villain, good pacing, everyone gets something to do. Names with a really cool tease flash for the rest of the season. Five out of five, best episode so far. And to be honest, I'm. I, I, it, I would go more in detail on this in my end of season completely breaking character review recap of Flash, but I love this one. It's, this was actually one of the episodes that made me a real big fan of this in the first place. Oh no, it's broke character. Um, oh my god, is the arrow going to show up next week? Oh my god, we, we'll find out next week because you know it's time for the epilogue, people. <laughs> Well, wasn't that a crazy episode of podcast fun? My voice getting worse and better and then worse and better. And finally wrapping up with the best episode of Flash to date. Flash vs. Arrow, five stars, far time zone, classic episode of TV. And really, really enjoyable to watch. And next week, we'll start with a bang. Because first episode we'll be covering would be the mid-season winter finale of Flash season one. So that would be cool. Um... Interesting to see what happens in that. I'm still pretending I don't know because that's more fun. Yeah, so that's good. I enjoyed this episode and hope you guys enjoyed it too. Remember, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Friday Night Fright. Um, can, I'm sure there's an email somewhere and you can leave comment for the podcast on iTunes or your podcast choice or not. It's up to you. But I'll be back next week with another episode of Friday Night Fright or Season 3, we'll pull it, Friday Night Flash, wink, if I could wink, I would wink. But remember, till next time, life is beautiful.